This is Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. Welcome to Season 3, where we're spotlighting small business owners who have amazing personal stories and a ton of wisdom to share with you. Stay tuned to hear from an amazing special guest on this episode of Off the Rock, On the Record. Hello there. We are here today on Obsidian's podcast with Tom Lawrence, an adventurer, entrepreneur, mountain climber. Welcome, Tom. We're excited that you're here. Thank you, Whitney. I'm excited to be here. So today we are talking with Tom about moving from an idea to action, which is just really unique um, to you, Tom. I mentioned that you have just accomplished so many things over your life, your lifespan. So Tell our listeners more about how you're a small business owner and how that translated into you becoming a mountain climber. What does that look like? What was that process? Well, I think they're both about building things. You know, with, with a business, you're trying to build a business. You're trying to get your operations set up. You're getting clients and, and, then, and then building a team to really help maximize all mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. With, with, with climbing, you're, you're building a plan too. You're building a, a plan for your nutrition, for your training, for your your climbing objective, and then actually going and actually doing the climb. So right. you're executing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So the big question, what drove you to say, okay, this is it. I'm going to start climbing mountains. And, and specifically, you want to accomplish the seven summits. So talk about that inspiration um, to get you to that point. Well, in the mid-90s, I was practicing law in San Antonio, Texas, and I was uh, in a deposition. We were waiting on a witness to arrive, and I was talking to the opposing lawyer, and he was telling me about what his his plans for the summer. He was going to go climb Mount Rainier. Right. And I I was like, wow, I I had no idea that people from San Antonio, Texas could go out and climb Mount Rainier. Mm And and I and I tucked it away. I thought I'd really like to do that one day. So uh, it just the the idea just stayed with me. And by 2000, I was I was ready to go do that. Mm-hmm. And went out to Washington, uh, hired a guide service, and in over a three day period, was trained how to use an ice axe and crampons to be able to to actually walk on a glacier. Right. And and then and I actually and, and I did go and summit Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. And what was that like? Just. That process. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and I had I had no idea how difficult it was going to be mm-hmm. uh, when I started. Mm-hmm. A, a little bit like like building a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it but it was but it was really it was really satisfying to to see to put in the work and then to see the work pay off and actually stand on the summit and look out over the over the horizon. Mm-hmm. So so from there I, I went back a couple of years and climbed Mount Rainier again. Mm-hmm. And then I want to do something a little more challenging. Mount Rainier is, is about 14,411 feet. I know that specifically because I looked at something yesterday about that. Mm-hmm. And it's considered the toughest endurance climb in the lower 48 states, probably Denali being the toughest. Right. But I wanted to do something a little bit higher. So I went down to South America and climbed uh, Cotopaxi, which is almost 20,000 feet in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. And again, that was that was a little tougher than Mount Rainier, a little higher. Okay. But it, it was a it was a wonderful challenge. And the and the cool thing about Cotopaxi was I got to see another part of the world. Right. And we stayed in these beautiful haciendas and and just saw the got to know the people and and so it added a whole different aspect to the experience. Mm-hmm. So from there, I started thinking, well, you know what? Maybe this whole this seven summits idea. And seven summits is is in case you're not familiar is climbing the highest peak in, on every continent. Yes. 
And and so I thought, you know, I'd like to set my my sights on that. But even when I even when I decided to do that, I was I still had in the back of my mind, could I could I actually go into and do Everest? Right, right. So what was the the preparation mentally, physically, emotionally? What did that look like? For for climbing a big mountain, it's a it's a process. I mean, it's it's a year plus process. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first one of the seven summits that I set out to do was Denali in Alaska. And if you talk to 10 uh, mountain guides, or uh, about half of them would tell you that Denali is the toughest of the seven summits, and half of them, half would tell you that Everest is the toughest of the seven summits. Mm-hmm. Denali is a little closer, a little less expensive, and mm-hmm. so I decided to, to do that first. And, and I, I really started about a year out preparing for that. Okay. And it's, a, it's probably, uh, depending on, on how you go about it, I used a coach. Right. You know, a remote remote coach who would who would look at my workouts and, and it, it really when when you're climbing a big mountain, it's very important to to keep your to do a lot of work at a lower heart rate because what you're trying to do is build an aerobic base, mm-hmm. and so you're spending a lot of time jogging in, in, at a at a low heart rate or or hiking at a low heart rate. Mm-hmm. But it, but you have some you know some additional challenges being in a in a, in a place that's pretty flat like Memphis. Mm-hmm. So your your mountains end up being. Uh, uh, stairs or or stair climbers at, at, a, at a gym. Right, right. Um, so what lessons could you um, share to our listeners out there who are entrepreneurs, business owners? What lessons could you share from the, uh, to them or with them about the prep that it took to climb the mountains um, and how they can apply that prep into owning and operating a business? I think one of the first things is being intentional, mm-hmm. and 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 what that what that means for me is is you know like with climbing you, you set out with a plan okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do this type of of well first of all I'm gonna go find people who know about what it is right. that I want to do I'm not yes. gonna try to as as Dan Sullivan at Strategic Coach likes to say. It's it's not the what it's the who, mm-hmm. and and that's one of their key concepts. It's not you don't as an entrepreneur or a business owner don't try to sit around and figure out how to do all this stuff yourself. There's a person out there who already knows how to do what it is you need to do. Mm-hmm. So with climbing, it might be hey you need you need a coach to help you figure out your training. Mm-hmm. Uh, with and with building a business, it could be okay. I need a person who who is good at operations if if that's not my skill set mm-hmm. or a person who is good at HR a person who's good at, uh, at finance that kind of thing right and so you bring in people who have who have that expertise and in you and so that's that's probably the biggest lesson I learned and that makes a lot of sense and I think that's a really good lesson for folks to know um, okay so talking about what's next Everest okay Last year, uh, you went to Everest. Talk to our listeners about that process um, last year, what you learned, and what's driven you to want to go back again this year. Yeah, I went to Everest last year, Mm -hmm. and uh, on my way to Camp Mm 3, as you you probably know, there are four camps going up to to 29,000 feet, which is the highest point in the world on Everest. On the way to Camp 3, at around 23,000 feet, I got got hape which is high altitude pulmonary edema. 
and that's where you get fluid in the lungs, and it's it's potentially deadly. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that, that that happened for me, you know, a lot of people know my personality type, and they're like, oh, gosh, well, I'm so glad you stopped because I know how you are. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> it, it, for me, it was like trying to make a car go 40. And right. Only, it would only go 20. <laughs> it wasn't. It didn't feel like much of a choice. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I did. I had to get airlifted off uh, from Camp One, mm-hmm. and and one of the things that I that that the that the doctors in Kathmandu talked to me about. They said, "Look, you had a lot of congestion. You know what? You know what?" And then they looked at my nose and said, "You know, you might have a deviated septum." So when I when I and I, and I started thinking, "Oh my goodness," I had remembered in eighth grade football mm-hmm. having these helmets that didn't fit right and would slam down on my nose, yep. and I also knew I had allergies that I had left untreated for mm-hmm. years. And so when I got back to, to Memphis, I went to the ENT, and they said, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I can't believe you're walking around breathing, much less climbing uh, right. uh, uh, to the highest point in the world. Right. And I had, a, I had not only had a deviated septum on one side, but on both sides. So, mm-hmm. so, so the first lesson for me was be intentional. And so, again, being intentional in the way that I talked about earlier. So I, I got those things fixed. Uh, I, I started treating my allergies. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, again, along the same lines of intention with intentionality, I, I changed my training a little bit. Right. You know, I, I went out to, I selected a, a guide for this year by actually going out to Utah and training with, with a guy who, who knows my coach. And one of the things that this guy told my coach is, is that after about four hours, Tom gets tired. And we need to, you know, you need to give him some more. He needs some more, you know, longer, longer training sessions to get him where he can go longer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we've done that. I've looked back at my training uh, from from last year compared to this year, and it's 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 very different. We're also right. we're also doing what's a lot of what's called muscular endurance work. Okay. And and that's where, like yesterday, for example, I went up and down the White Station Tower with an with an eighty pound pack on my back oh. uh, for for an hour. Mm. And, I can and, imagine. And that's all. That's that's pure leg strength building, and uh, and and then there's a gym workout for that as well. So just a lot of changes to the to the to the uh, to the workout. So you know, treating the medical issues, mm-hmm. changing the workout, uh, being sure my nutrition's where it needs mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And so Everest this year, when are you leaving, and what's the goal? What I, I leave July sixth. Okay. And and I'm really, I'm sorry, I'm leaving April the sixth. And the goal is to is to summit around you know the middle or late or late May. Awesome. And when, when I'm really, you know, last year I got sick when I was. You can you can see this in pictures on the internet. But on the way to Camp Three, and I can see it right now. And you're looking up at the Lotsey face because you climb up the Lotsey face to Camp Three, and then you turn to the left to go up to Camp Four and mm-hmm. go on to the summit. But what I really, what I'm really looking forward to this year is being in that same spot again, mm-hmm. and, and my body responding. Yes. And instead, instead of going, instead of going, going 20 when I want to go 40, it's mm-hmm. okay. We can go 40. Yes, so. absolutely. What's the biggest? If you had to identify one big thing, what's the biggest just life takeaway that you've gleaned from climbing up to this point? Keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah. That's powerful, Tom. You've also talked about just kind of unique ability and um, just your thought there. As we um, get ready to wrap up, are there any final um, comments or thoughts that you have about um, how the 
thought of unique ability ties into mountain climbing, how that ties into being a business owner and an entrepreneur, just so we can put everything in perspective and wrap that up together. Yeah, you bet. So for, for me, uh, the, the thing, I, I have a pretty good sense for what I'm good at. And in business, uh, I'm pretty good at, at, at bringing a team together and help in building and building a structure. And, I, and, I, and there are a whole lot of things that I'm not good at. And, and one of the things that I've learned, and it's taken me a while to learn it, and I'm, and I'm still learning it, but is the importance of, of bringing in those people to, to augment what I'm doing. And, and, what I've, and what I've learned is when you do that, even, even you know, nobody does it, none of us do it perfectly, but even when you do it at, at, to, at the 80 or 90% level, it just produces dramatic results. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, the, that's the first. And, and I think the same thing is true in climbing. If, if we're open, if we can be open to bringing in people who, who know better than we do how to train, how to choose an objective, how to, how to adjust training, how to adjust nutrition, mm-hmm. then powerful things can happen when mm-hmm. we do that. That's amazing. Okay, Tom, I think that is everything for today. Thank you so much again for joining us. We appreciate your insight. And until next time, we are signing off. Thank you, Whitney.